I think we got everything set up. Yes. Back in the kink kitchen here. Finally, it feels like we haven't been here in forever. I know, and we are like totally out of sorts. We just hooked everything back up. <laughs> it is Sunday night. <laughs> but we still have shit strewn all over up here. Yeah, I mean, like it was kind of unpacked. And basically what was going to get us through like being back to normal living is what got put away and whatnot. So it's still kind of a hot mess, but it's not terrible. No, I mean, it's not terrible, but hell, we're not even recording video on this episode because we're both in our pajamas. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a lot of driving and our, our drive home from PA was really long sucked normally it's not as long but that was a 15 hour drive home yeah thanks to all the assholes out there that don't know how to fucking drive on a sunday three accidents okay technically the one was a single car accident on the other side of the road (laughs) that caused like an hour backup on our side it was ridiculous fucking assholes (laughs) all right so uh we got back from pa Last weekend, mm-hmm. but luckily we already had a show recorded, so we didn't have to fuck with it. Thank goodness. So this is the first show back from our Pennsylvania vacation. Yeah. So once uh, we get going, we're gonna have to talk about our experience at TPA. Yes. Before we get into the swing segment. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. Welcome back, motherfuckers. All right. Episode 54, doing it live here in the Kink Kitchen. Heck yeah. Not live, but. Right now it's live to us. Yeah, to us it's live in this moment right now. You guys will be listening to it tomorrow sometime. But uh, we just got back, like I said, in the uh, pre-intro. We got back from Pennsylvania last weekend. Uh, We had a great trip up there. We did, you know, of course, our Sunny Rest deal. And we, we recorded two episodes from Sunny Rest, which was awesome. And then on Friday, the 28th, we went to the TPA or the private affair in Maryland. I'm still not sure which way I like it. I mean, like I know obviously a lot of places abbreviate their names, but like I kind of like both. Like I like just seeing TPA, but I also kind of like the private affair because it just kind of feels more like classier. Yeah, it's kind of sexy. Yeah. The private affair. I love it. Yeah. So we went down there with our good friends, Jeff and Jessica Stewart. So thank you to them for chauffeuring our asses down there. Yes, and getting us in and being able to get a walkthrough of it. Um, Yes, we got a tour because we actually went to a pool party. Right, which they don't typically do on a Friday. Yeah, so uh, we got a tour of the main building, and it's very nice. They have a ton of playrooms. Oh, my God, I lost count. Like, it just kept going in this, like— It's like a maze. It's like a U-shape. Yeah. And then in the very back, they had like a pool table that you could play and also like a couch you could yeah. hang out at. So, so there was lots of different themes in each room too. 
Yes. Uh, and I really like that because I feel like you wouldn't really be waiting for a room. No, I don't really. And I feel like even if it says, like, say, like, obviously Saturdays are their bigger nights. Um, I feel like, if anything, you might wait five, ten minutes, which is not nearly a, a, an issue versus, like, when we were at, you know, Colette in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And, yes, they did have some rooms, but there was a lot of people in there. A ton of fucking so I kind of feel like having as many rooms as they had and the way that it was all kind of laid out, it allowed for you to still bingle, but still kind of get in line for a room that you might be hitting up that you really want to actually, you know, get to play in. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. And I wish that we could have actually experienced some of those playrooms. But, oh, hell yeah. Um, like I said, it was a pool party, not a club party. So Right. Now we did get to go in later on because we got uh run run out by a storm that came through yes um but but i will say the pool was very nice oh yeah it has a brand new liner uh super well taken care of you know it was crystal clear nice and clean and it's heated and it was well i mean it was actually very warm yeah it was a little too warm for my (laughs) liking but it was perfect for me if you like warm swimming pools then that's your jam right there um I, I wouldn't say there was a huge turnout on Friday. No, I don't think I don't think so. There was probably only about 40, 45 people there. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. But, I mean, it was really nice. We got to meet some people from the Facebook groups uh, from Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey and stuff like that. Um, and when we did go inside to the club part, uh, they opened up the main club, but not the playrooms. Right. So... They had the DJ up there. And he's a pretty good DJ. Yeah, I mean. And he was playing all the songs that were going to get the ladies out there dancing. Yeah, so you girls were out there dancing. Mm-hmm. You and Jeff were up on the stripper pole at some point. <laughs> yes. Um, You and Jessica put a show on in the middle of the club on the couch. That we did. Um, oh. I was a little bit nervous about that, but. Yeah, because <laughs> you were like. <gasps> Are we allowed to do this? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it had me thrown off, too, because, like, the rooms were closed. So then, like, in my head, I had this, like, well, if the rooms are closed, we probably shouldn't be doing anything out here. But I was informed that it is basically okay to do that. But you were also in a very weird headspace that day. I really was. It was definitely Because normally you wouldn't give a fuck if you were allowed to do something or not. Yeah. You just would do it until you got in trouble and then be like, hee hee hee, oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of like at the Nopsy. Yeah, I mean, so you were way out of character on Friday. Yeah. So I'm... I apologize to anybody that, you know, met her on Friday and did not get the real tink because I don't know what was going on with you. I don't even know myself because, like, we had, we were trying to, like, break everything down on, like, why I was the way that I was. And, you know, everybody was trying to get me naked and I still was wearing my dress and it wasn't even like a sexy dress. Like, no, it was just a sundress. Yeah. But like normally you are the first person naked anywhere we go. Yeah. And I had to keep being like, why do you have clothes on? Yeah. Multiple times. And I don't, I don't really know. And then eventually I did get naked. Um, I don't know. I did. I kind of felt like it was like a out of body kind of experience, kind of like my, how I normally am just wasn't clicking with my body and I was well, just kind of there, also, but not there. I also kind of wonder if it had something to do with the stuff 
like with your dad and all that that we were dealing with I mean as well because I mean I felt great though leaving and like getting ready to go and you know meeting up with Jeff and Jessica uh, I I don't know though because like I haven't seen you like that since probably we started swinging together yeah so it, it was just very weird to come from you know all of our experiences that we've had even in the last four or five years yeah to how you were that night and like a lot of people may not have picked up on it but I mean I definitely did well yeah I mean you know me so like you can definitely tell when something's not right but what's weird does that mean you both can't quite pinpoint what it was that had me off but there was something wrong I honestly Um, feel like it was stuff going on with you and your dad and all that and I mean, maybe because like we we weren't really there for very long before we left to to head down to Maryland um, or well to Jeff and Jessica's. But um, I mean, there's a possibility that I just kind of like pushed it down. And then as the night was going on, like I wasn't really thinking about it, but subconsciously it was back there. And therefore I just kind of started like seeping into my normal bubbly self that you hear even just like me talking right now on the podcast, like I'm my normal self. Yeah. So unfortunately you know you were in your head about something yeah um you had some plans or you were hopeful that some stuff was going to happen that didn't get to happen it didn't um and i actually got quite a bit of attention you did which was fucking surprising (laughs) but you were very much enjoying it so Uh, hell yeah i was enjoying it (laughs) i mean I had like three women that basically told me like, yeah, this is a go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, I am 100% okay with this. So question, would you have, knowing that, you know, it was basically free reign inside the club, mm-hmm. would you have fucked any of them right there? Yes. <laughs> All of them? Maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I mean he's like if I can make it keep going yes yeah I mean if all three of them like approached me at the same time and was like we want to play with you oh you would try to just do it all oh, yeah. all, all yeah. at one time yep <laughs> I'd be like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need somebody to like hand me condoms you know <laughs> like I'm gonna need an assistant <laughs> I'll be your assistant here you go here's a condom you know, because there was three of them, you know, I could have bent them over the couch and just boom, 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 right down the line. I mean, it would have been a lot of condom changing, but yeah, it could have worked. I mean, I don't get attention. So <laughs> if if they were down to do it, I would have taken advantage that night because I went into it because we had talked about this mm-hmm. in the club settings. We have to be more like, go get them. Yeah. Instead of our normal, you know, we want to make friends and all this stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, I did make friends, mm-hmm. but it's just, it was quicker than what I would normally, and not as deep, I guess, as I would normally get with people that I play with. And I feel like you adapted to that a lot faster than I did. Well, see... For me, I feel like I have to because I don't get opportunities. Mm-hmm. 
people throw themselves at you everywhere we go. So you can just pick and choose and be like, eh, I'm not feeling it or, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this one, so I'm going to get out of my shell a little bit. Where for me, I have to be like, I got to be ready for that one opportunity that I'm going to get, you know? That makes sense. And it just so happened I had three yeah. opportunities that night. So, uh, so do you feel like that would be something where you'd want to keep going to places like that versus like the resorts and the, the hotel takeovers? I, I wouldn't say that I would rather frequent clubs over our normal because I do like the hotel takeovers and resorts and stuff like that. But in in a club atmosphere, I feel like I potentially am getting to a point where I can make up make up my mind a lot quicker as then, to whether or not play is going to happen. And then as far as like, you know, so you, you get to play as a solo male because mm-hmm. we do play separately. Do you feel like that also can make it easier for you to be going to clubs and stuff because, you know, you can just jump right in? I mean, it's a double-edged sword because if we're there together... No, I'm just saying if you went no. by yourself. Oh, like if I was all mm-hmm. by myself? Yep. Oh, I, I think I would have a much better chance of play happening if I went to a club as a single male by myself compared to walking in with you. So maybe that might be something we have to do is just like you go by yourself. And the reason I say that is because you are very beautiful. I mean, you have a rocking body. Everyone is always like breaking their neck looking at you. So I think a lot of women get intimidated or they feel like, well, he's with her. Why would he want to be with me? Right. Like, I feel like that's a big thing, especially because I don't normally go after women that look just like you. No, you don't ever actually go after anybody that looks like me. You yeah. might have like a celebrity crush of somebody who's both oh, yeah. similar to me. Yeah. Well, and it, but it, like, it's not like I don't want to play with women that look like you. It's just in those environments, I'm usually just not super attracted to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something about them that turns me off, like whether it's their personality or the fact that they've played with 16 people already. Or they're like know? completely yeah. just shit faced drunk and yeah. you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. So, I mean, a, a lot of times. I go after curvier women, mm-hmm. you know, thick bottom women. And I think they look at me and they see you and they're like, okay, what's this fucking asshole doing? Well, that's very, uh, it's a very interesting way of looking at it. And I don't feel like that you're wrong with that. So that's why I'm kind of like, maybe we should do a whole social experiment. And next time that we are in an area where there is a club, I'll just let you go with like another guy and you guys just do your own thing and see what happens, what your luck is. I mean, we might have to try that a few times because you can't guarantee well, that, yeah. like, that one time you're going to get somebody. Yeah. But if we did like maybe two or three, that way we kind of have something to go off of and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this might be actually legit why this is happening. It's, it's, it's a I'm good possibility. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I had a great time. And uh, if we ever, you know, get back down that way, I would definitely go to the private affair again. Yeah. I, th- I definitely would enjoy it. The owners were very nice. Uh, Tony and Donna. Yes. And we also got to meet Phil and Kim from uh, 
the Upside Down Pineapple podcast. Yes, we did. We got to talk with them a little bit in the pool. <clears throat> yes. Um, and we met some of the Dem girls. Mm-hmm. They were all very nice and hospitable. Yes. Um, you are probably going to end up buying a, a robe that they have. Yes, eventually. It, it's it's going to have to be a little bit on the customized side. So I'm going to have to get with Jessica on that one. And Jeff already apologized for the price. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they ums, mom, my God. No, I mean, they are they amazing, look, uh, amazing on everyone that has them. Yes, like it, they they just hug you in all of the right all places, all the right places. Like the slope of your back, and then it just flows over your butt, but it hugs your butt right. before it flows. So it's like, oh, it, it makes your booty just pop. It, it's like that sundress that you were wearing. Yeah, like it just makes your ass look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, for you ladies that have titties. It, it works really well for that. It like pulls them in together, makes them look really nice, and yeah, so yeah. I mean, we're definitely gonna have to get you one of those. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so that was a great experience. Looking forward to going back again. Yeah, hopefully, maybe next summer when we go up. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the swing topic here. Yes. So, for swinging this week, this is something that uh, was brought up in a private conversation with one of my friends and the issue seems to be that there's a problem with specifically coupled women okay having consent violations hmm so you know these women have partners right they're at a party a meet and greet you know, any type of lifestyle event, but they feel like they can, you know, make moves on another man because they're a woman without asking permission. Hmm. And as a man, I can 100% agree that partnered women have been the biggest culprit in consent violations that I have experienced. So, like, getting consent from the other from, partner? No, from me. Oh. Like, if somebody comes up and, like, grabs my ass or my dick, they don't ask. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. They just do it because they're like, uh, I'm a girl. Oh. Where if a guy did that, he'd be thrown the fuck out. Right. I'm... I never... Okay, so... I have definitely seen that over the many years that in in all different places where that has occurred, but I never really put two and two together because a lot of times the way that the guy responds is never like, they don't make a scene out of it. So they make it. So, you know, from being on the outside looking in, you think they know each other. Right. Well, see, in my experience, I don't usually ever make a scene because I don't usually ever get attention. Right. So even though it may be an unwanted advance, you know, I will politely say, you know, oh, you know, thanks, I'm good, you know. Okay. So. I'm not going to be like, yo, bitch, don't fucking touch me. So now obviously you would be a lot more offended, or at least I'm assuming, if someone were to grab your dick versus them just doing a drive-by and like doing a little pinch on your butt cheek. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, they still fall under the same thing of you're not having any consent to touch this person. Yeah. And I mean, I 
unless we're at like a resort, mm-hmm. I don't normally walk around completely naked. No, you don't. So, and I'm a, a big time grower. <laughs> so it's not like you're really going to notice my dick through my, my boxer briefs or whatever I'm wearing at a hotel party or something like that. Right, they're going to have to, like, if they wanted to grab they're really going to gr- have to get a big old, like, let me yeah. just grab your junk. Yeah, like, it's basically going to be more balls than dick, <laughs> you know. So that doesn't usually happen. But it has happened, you know, on the rare occasion that I was walking around with my dick out. Oh. And this was back in the IPG days. That's what, I, yeah, that was in the hall. Yeah. Oh. So, and that was someone you didn't know no, at all. I had no idea who the fuck it was. I mean. Because what had happened was I was just dancing with, I think it was maybe Candace or somebody. Okay. So, like, I was chubbed up. Mm-hmm. As you should be. And. It's a beautiful woman. <laughs> I was walking down the hall and some chick just, like, grabbed my dick and, like, almost spun me around because oh. she was standing still and I was walking. Oh, God. And it was like. <laughs> we were like, can we not rip off my cock, please? Yeah, and I was like, whoa. You know, because at first I thought it was somebody I knew. Okay, that that's understandable. But again, it kind of falls under like looking out, looking from the outside in and you assume that, you know, you know the right. person. So now in this case, I didn't know the person. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a little shitty with her. I was like, yo, you know. Almost fucking ripped my dick off. <laughs> I mean, in that aspect, like, I, I kind of understand that because, you know, that's kind of, you know. But she was rough. drunk. Oh, God. That makes it worse. You know. No, and, and then that legit is like a, you literally almost like ganked my dick off yeah. because you don't know how much pressure you just used. Right. So she was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I was like, I okay. Can, I can just picture this occurring. Like, I wasn't there. Like, I was at the event when this occurred, but I w- was not physically there right, at the it, time of this one happening. It was in the hallway party. So, like, I could just picture this person being so freaking drunk out of their mind and just seeing you, you know, slightly chubbed up, looking fine. So, like, she was like, oh, look at this piece of meat and went to grab it. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was not happy about that. That'd be like, okay, that would be the equivalent of a guy coming up to me and squeezing my big old tits and being like, those are great tits. And I'd be like, um, excuse you? Or, no, you, you know what that would be the equivalent of? What? Is, you know, like, say you were sitting on the edge of the pool and some dude just pops out of the water and just sticks his finger in your vagina. Like, oh, that's kind of what, no. Like, that's kind of what it was like to me because I had no idea who it was. And it literally like whipped me around. Yeah, no, that's a hard no. We don't do that. Yeah, so uh. and and this is so this is coming from where a lot of coupled women are the ones that are doing this. Yeah, it's never single women. Hmm. Because normally single women kind of stick to themselves. You they know, do. They're or they they're more all, reserved and they're kind of watching. Well, yeah, because they don't want to be attacked, so they're not going to attack. Well, that's true. You know, but... They kind of have to, like, lay low till they find what they want. But the partnered women, I feel like, like, they're there on a mission. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, you know... Anybody's fair game. They can do what they want because, I mean, women do rule the do rule the lifestyle. We know this. This is a fact. So, sometimes I feel like they forget what consent is on their end. 
So I feel like I have actually been along that line of like riding that consent line because a lot of times, you know, I flirt with the females and us females, we don't, we have like kind of like an unspoken, like, okay, yes, this is going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to touch you or I'm going to kiss you. Like, but it builds gradually. Yeah. But it's different when you're like hanging out with the person, right? You know, you're dancing with them or right. It's not a random drive by. You're already like, you know, face to face talking, you know, and you kind of have that, like, I'm flirting with you thing going on. Yeah. This is just, like, random, touchy-feely, you know, inappropriate shit. See, that's where you... Or, like, if a a woman comes up to me and just kisses me out of nowhere. Like, if I don't know her, like, why are you fucking kissing me? Yeah, that's where these women need to literally think before they fucking act. You need to go, okay, I really want to touch his cock? Fucking ask. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I've been admiring you from afar, and I'd really like to feel your cock. Is that okay? Yeah. Simple. And, and even if I'm not, like, into the person to play, like, I will definitely oblige. Be like, yeah, go ahead, grab that motherfucker. I mean, I'm the same way with my tits. I may not be into you, but if you want to feel my tits, go for it if it makes you happy. Yeah, I mean. I don't mind. Like, if, if you're polite about it. Exactly. 100%. Politeness goes really far. Yeah, I mean. I'd probably even go as far, and, and, and like this is me as a guy, but I'd go as far as even if I wasn't going to like play play with somebody, if they came up to me and was like, your dick looks amazing and I want to have it in my mouth, I'd be like, <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to turn down a blowjob. I mean, I don't know many guys that would unless like the person was like really 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 shit face drunk well yeah i mean obviously uh, and then obviously yeah like you wouldn't do that but but if I'm, i have somewhat of an attraction like right it like, may not be enough for me to actually like fuck them right but if you could be enough attracted to soft swap then you'd be like sure yeah. we, if you want to do that i am a-okay and i'm going to enjoy that right because i'm not saying like i'm going to reciprocate right but if you want to suck my dick it's there Go ahead. <laughs> it's like i'm not gonna stop you yeah i mean it may be shitty of me on my part for that, but I mean, come on. <laughs> a blowjob's a blowjob. This is true. You know, $20 is $20. <laughs> Except that these, we don't pay. <laughs> well, no, it's Except a, for getting in. It's a joke for guys, you know. Oh. For guys blowing guys, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, wow. That went really Just, over my head. Yeah. It's all good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls his eyes like Kim. He's like, I can't deal with this woman. <laughs> no. I'm sure people out there get it. I hope so anyway. Oh, oh, I know they do. <laughs> I'm 100% know they do. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, this is a pretty big deal. Um, and I know a lot of women are probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, guys don't fucking care, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to feel like there are the, there are some guys that do. Maybe guys that are into you don't care. Right. But if a guy's not into you, he's probably going to care. Yeah. You know, and I'm a culprit of that because I, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, it has a vagina. Oh, my God. Right. Like, you're not just be like, I don't care. Touch me. I'm fine with it. Like, Yeah. Like, I like interacting with people I'm attracted to. Yeah. 
So if somebody I'm not attracted to starts, you know, violating consent and trying to touch me or kiss me or, you know, e- even speak inappropriately to me. Oh, like dirty talk to you? Yeah. Like, yeah. back up, bitch. Yeah, that'd be kind of awkward if you weren't really interested at all and you had nothing going off of and they like just came up to you and started. Right, because if a guy does that to a woman. Oh, it'd be. He's a, he's oh. a fucking creeper. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And she's going to go around and tell all of her friends like, oh. Stay away from this guy because this guy, he's fucking know, yeah. weird. But now if a woman does it, people look at us guys and be like, well, you should like that. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, that's not how that works. You know, it, and it kind of goes into, like, the whole rape thing. Like, not to get too off topic here, but it's kind of the same thing. If a guy says that a woman raped him because he didn't consent to it, mm-hmm. you know, like, say he was passed out or something, and he wakes up and some chick's riding his dick. Yeah. And, you know, he says stop, and she doesn't. That's fucking rape. Yeah. But... Society is going to say, oh, shut the fuck up, dude. You liked it. Right. It's it's okay for one, but not the other. Yeah. And that's kind of how this is in, in the lifestyle. We're supposed to just let women do whatever they want to us because, you know, women rule the lifestyle. Well, I feel like this, it's definitely becoming more of a thing to have this consent and to actually advocate for it and to talk about it because it's not something that was heavily discussed before right and like i'll say this if you are close enough to me that you are in my dms you have consent for pretty much anything <laughs> okay i mean that that's fair enough like that's the way i feel okay if i'm talking to you privately you know on a regular basis mm-hmm. you can pretty much do whatever you want to me and I'm not going to complain about it. And I will say probably should uh, make sure that you really like hone in on the regular basis thing. Oh, yeah. Not just the like once every two months. No, talking. I mean like if we talk basically daily, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to fuck you. So <laughs> there you go, ladies. If you are in his DMs and you are talking multiple times throughout each week, you are on the to go list. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's. That's what I'm in this lifestyle for. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make friends, yes, but I want to fuck my friends. Oh, yeah. So, if I'm talking to you on a regular basis, then I want to put my pee-pee in your vagina. <laughs> so, write that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have anything else to say about females not getting consent? Um, have wh- you ever done this? I have not. Okay. I have like because I can actually totally see you doing this like not to be an asshole well but no I totally I totally understand why you would think that especially when I'm being my normal like self yeah um but no I have never grabbed anybody I haven't talked you know raunchy to anybody um I've never even kissed somebody without like I've never actually was the one to ask they asked me first okay so I never was in that position where I had to like be like hey is it okay if i kiss you first girl thing at ipg you tackled that bitch in the hallway like literally ran after her and tackled her (laughs) um i'd say that was your one and only that might have been the one and only but like we had that 
talking a little bit before we even were up in the right. hall. But there was no, like... There was no, like, hey, can I kiss you? Yeah, no. <laughs> we were just, like, smacking each other's faces and tongue down each other's throats yeah. and, like, me fingering her and, yeah. yeah. So, that would be the one and only time. Okay. All right. I'll, I, I will give you that one and only time. I mean... That not, I've seen. Right. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there was another one. And if so, then I feel really shitty that I don't remember. It, it's hard for me to know because, like, a lot of times we are separated at, right. at like, parties and events. Right. I will say, because I know I'm not always the one to make the move first, mm-hmm. I've had more women kiss me without consent than I've had any man or woman say hey is it okay if i kiss you yeah because like that to me stands out more when someone sits there and stops what they're what you guys were talking about just be like hey i'd really like to kiss you is that okay that registers in my head versus just like a random night you're drinking you're having fun and all of a sudden you're kissing yeah and now real quick because we have to move on from this but Mm -hmm. do you feel like you have had more consent violations from partnered women than you have single men. Because this is a big thing, like, with the single guys. and. Well, it would be hard for me to say because I don't really talk to many single men. Um, so, for me, I have, a, have been a lot more with partnered women, yes. Or what about partnered men? I mean, like, like men versus women. I really see it more on the women's side. That there is no consent, really. It okay, just so this, occurs. This conversation that I was having with my friend is not unfounded. No, it's not. Not at all. Okay, so I would love to hear our listeners' feedback on this. So if you want to email us uh, at sink E&M and kink at gmail.com, or you can send us messages on Facebook, either from the page, you know, the fan page, or our personal accounts, mm-hmm. um, or uh, on any of the social media, let us know if you've experienced this or if you uh, oppose what we're saying. Yeah. Because we can only go off of what we see. And what we've experienced. And what so. our friends, you know, have told us about their experiences. So I kind of want to get a feel for this, mm-hmm. you know, on a, gr- on a greater scale. So if you can, let us know your experience with partnered women and not getting consent to do things. Yeah. So. That would be good. All right. Good fucking topic. It was a good one. Good job. Let's move on to polyamory. What do you got for us? Okay. So I was in our one of our poly groups, and now this can happen, and I applaud this woman. I really do. She was in a, a triad relationship so her and her husband were dating the same female however her relationship with this female tapered off and they decided to stop seeing each other however they all resided in the same house and her husband had agreed that it would be best if the girlfriend would move out because she does not own the home the wife actually owns the home and the girlfriend does not pay for rent or utilities or anything like that and there's just not enough room in their home to be able to accommodate everybody to have separate rooms because that would lead that one of them would have to sleep on the couch and she felt like that wasn't fair and I agree that that totally is not fair so 
I guess the kind of issue she was struggling with is even after speaking with her husband about the new arrangements that need to be made and she is okay with them still dating that he's not really making any efforts and nor is the girlfriend or ex-girlfriend making any efforts to find a place of her own and it's starting to affect her relationship that she has with her husband well i mean i can see how it would affect their marriage you know because if you broke up with somebody Mm -hmm. would you want to keep living with them no (laughs) no i i definitely wouldn't um even if it was amicable i wouldn't want to like have to look at them every second of the day yeah that's what would make it really hard like i think giving space even you know if it's just temporary especially if her husband's you know definitely doesn't see anywhere in the future that they are going to separate you know the girlfriend and him right um but giving the separation for the wife from the now ex-girlfriend that could allow maybe later on down the road that they could be friends and they could heal from no longer dating each other so like they don't hate each other it's not like they're fighting but just to give them that space to be able to move on then later on things could come together and be more mutual and be more giving yeah and i mean like we kind of had this scenario except we didn't live with our girlfriend but when we broke up with uh the the longest one the longest one <laughs> you're like how can i word yeah. this um, <laughs> okay she was still coming like after me basically yeah um and you didn't really want anything to do with her because you were hurt and upset and yeah yeah she's still kind of came she was definitely in contact with you and i i kind of like pulled myself completely away so i really wasn't aware of how much she was making effort to talk to you right you know, oh, I it mean, was just like we talked all the time. Yeah. But uh, you didn't want anything to do with her at that point. No. So even though we didn't live together, I mean, there was still that like that need for separation, mm-hmm. you know, where like I was still cool with her. I mean, because I understood the reason. Yeah. You understood the reasoning where I was still trying to put pieces together and I was left kind of in the dark with it. So I struggled quite a bit trying to kind of decipher what went wrong, how to maybe fix it or what to do. Well, you took it personally Mm -hmm. that, you know, like she didn't want you. Yeah. And that she just wanted you. And then it didn't help that she was still talking to just you. Right. So then it just made everything worse. But in reality, it had nothing to do with either of us. And it was her own, you know, anxiety and depression and all that stuff that kind of pushed her away from our relationship. Yeah. So, but I understood that because I'm used to dealing with crazy women. You are, you just choose your crazy. Yeah. So (laughs) it didn't really affect me. Like I was bummed of course, because you know, you really liked her. I really liked her, and we had really good sex. Yeah. So I was like, well, shit. There goes that. There goes that. <laughs> and then you were upset. So then, like, our sex life kind of sucked for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, fuck. Now I get, like, no good sex. <laughs> You're pissed off. She's sad. Like <laughs> You're like, I have to deal with all these emotions and nothing's together. It's not in the same household. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I can totally see where this, you know, thruple is 
having an issue because I mean, obviously the husband in this case should be trying to help the girlfriend get out on her own, you know, and he still has his wife's support, right? Like to respect his wife. Right. And be like, Hey, we can still be together, but Mm -hmm. you can't stay here. Yeah. Like we have to respect whatever her name is, you know, and you guys need space. Yeah. So he should be helping the girlfriend and the girlfriend should be actively trying to find a place. Right. But it doesn't sound like either of them are doing that. So it's like, they're just kind of, they're happy and content where they're at, but they don't realize that the only reason they're there is because the wife owns the house and she's allowing well, or I was mean, up to a point allowing them to be. Well, I don't there. know if they, if she owns it or if it's the husband and wife that own it together. I don't know. I didn't read the post, but reading from the post that I read, she's the one who owns the house. Okay. Well, then he should definitely be like, "Hey, you gotta go." I mean, well, it, that's how I was. But she it. should also be putting her foot down. I mean, right? Like, kind of don't just okay. You had that one conversation. You should be like adamantly going, "Hey." We need to keep right, things like, moving here. Well, like I would give a date. Like you mm-hmm. have a month. Yeah. If you are not out of here in a month, then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you have to be shitty like that because people will take advantage. Yeah. Because you know, right now this is comfortable. Right. And, and especially. It's, it's perfect because you know, they're in the same house together. Right. She's with her boyfriend all the time. Yeah. Which is the other woman's wa- husband. So it's like. <laughs> right. You know, it was like, well, but it, you have to like, you have to be is, respectful here too. This is where polyamory gets tricky. Yes. Very you know? tricky. So we know all about that. <laughs> but I definitely feel like the husband needs to help his wife in getting the girlfriend out. Yeah. And the girlfriend needs to be an adult mm-hmm. and start looking for a place on her own. Yeah. You know, and respect her boyfriend's marriage (laughs) yeah yeah because ultimately it kind of sounds like the more this is getting put off it's it is definitely damaging the wife and the husband's marriage just because it's being strained and you know the other person's not really stressful you know there's a woman in the house that she is no longer romantically involved with and if she is not comfortable you know having a maida in the house Mm mm-hmm then that's what it is. I mean, it's her fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what she has to keep keep in her mind. And, you know, this is your house. Stand stand your ground for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty cut and dry topic there. But, I mean, it's shit that happens. And, and it does. And like you said, Polly can be tricky. And this is an, a prime example of where shit can fall apart. And then you got to figure out how to make it work after because... You know, who knows how long this girl used to live with them. It might have been five years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the, the backstory here. I don't I don't have that part either, so but who knows? It it doesn't matter. Like, the, the fact is, it's the wife's house. Mm-hmm. Her and the girlfriend broke up. Mm-hmm. So if she wants her out of the house, she needs to give her a reasonable amount of time. Right. You know. I think a month is a, is a good amount to of time. To not be like a super bitch but you know if a month maybe a month and a half depending on what their housing market is like because i know here it would be difficult to find a place in a month yeah but 
you know, as long as they're working together on this and she's actively trying, I think that should suffice, mm-hmm. you know, to help save her marriage. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think she could be upset with anybody if everyone is actively trying to make this happen. No. I think that would be the best thing is to have everybody keep trying. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Not a very fun poly topic. No. But. but it's a necessity if it's something that you're planning on getting into and something that you have to think about. Yeah. You know, because. I mean, anything can happen. And, and a yeah. lot of things can make it super complicated. Oh, Polly is just fucking hard to begin with, you know. So we should have a shirt that says that Polly's fucking hard. <laughs> we we probably will have a shirt that says that. Okay, I want it. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, jump in. into our kink and BDSM. Yeah, what do you got for us? All right, so we're we've been in on this journey now of me being the dominant one. Um, yes, for it's less, taking forever. It It is taking forever, and it's definitely my fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> 100%. Um, so I feel like there, my, my struggle that I have is that I do enjoy being a dominant. However, I really miss being a submissive. <laughs> and... There's a lot of fucking work that goes into being a dominant. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a lazy fucker. Yes, you are. (laughs) And there's a lot of mental... uh, There's a lot of mental that goes through trying to build up being the dominant and you coming across as the dominant to the submissive. And when you're a submissive, you don't have to think about that. It's super fucking easy. (laughs) So this is why it's taking so long because my little brain's like, I can't. (laughs) I mean, I can. It's just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And that's why I I told you in the beginning, this is something you have to have in the back of your head 24-7. And you really do. Because if you don't, it doesn't come through from my end to your end right. the way that it needs to so that way say when we are going to go play in the bedroom that you actually see me as your dominant right because it's very fragmented yes you know like there'll be bits and pieces that i'm like ah oh, good girl right and then other parts where i'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like why didn't you do this or you could have done that you yeah. know and it's basic shit it's not even like something that you would have to be a dominant for years and years to really grasp it's just the it's basics just, it's just the stuff that like because i don't think about it all day long i miss those little things and, that add all together and you don't take advantage of the fact that you know i've told you when we do play mm-hmm. you are 100 percent able to take charge and be the dominant mm-hmm. But a lot of times you get lazy and you're just like, I just want you to fuck me like you normally do. Okay, so I don't say that. No, but that's what you want. <laughs> like, like you make zero effort to be dominant. So then I have to do it mm-hmm. because I can't just be like, I need you to be the dominant. Nobody's dominant here. So I guess it's going to be me. Yeah. You know, so I think 
you have to actively work on, you know, doing what you've been taught. And I've asked you to come up with a list of things that you need to do better and what you are going to do about it. So why don't you run down that list for us? Okay. So my first one, which I will, this one is a little bit tricky just because I work a lot with my hands, both of them. So I, I can't keep up with it, which is why I feel like it might be a little bit tricky, but I'll just have to work the best that I can. Cause I know when I was being the submissive and you obviously were my dominant training me, you were trying your hardest to be on top of messaging me back right away. That way there wasn't like a whole drop in our, whatever we were talking about. So what I need to do is try to be texting you more in the way of me being your dominant. So how I'm wording things to you, um, how I, you know, I speak to you, what I even, I may have you do, Right. Or what I want to do to you. You know, just like almost like a, a virtual role play. Um, right, because we used to do that when I was training you to be a submissive. Mm-hmm. Like that was 24-7. Like basically anytime we were texting. It was, yeah. You know, because the the hardest part for a submissive is to stay in that submissive mindset. Mm-hmm. Especially in day-to-day life. Yeah. So in order to keep them there. You have to use any means necessary to, you know, make them feel submissive. Yeah. So for us, it was text messaging Mm -hmm. because you were working, I was working, couldn't really talk on the phone a whole lot during the day. Right. So like I would write like these huge long paragraphs. You did. Oh my God. I loved them. So that when you were able to check your phone, Mm -hmm. you had like this whole thing to read. Yeah. And then for the next hour or two, that's all you were thinking about. Yeah. And that's what I want to try to do for you to try to help have it be where you see me as the dominant person. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like, because I don't like being submissive. I would have to really do it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like I definitely need that mental stimulation. Yeah. Which I think is what makes it there. I think that's what makes it a little bit harder for me is because I have to do something that I, I am not very strong at to begin with. So well, that's I, the whole point of practicing. I mean, I we've been doing this for what, six, seven months now. Yeah. That we've been working on you being dominant. Mm-hmm. So if you would have taken this a hundred percent seriously, by this point, you'd be a fucking pro. <laughs> Look at you telling me I'm going to be a pro. We'll see. Well, if you put the effort into it, I know I'm then. saying, give me like six more months. Jesus Christ. <laughs> kidding we're not doing six more months of this well i mean we're gonna do whatever it takes until i feel comfortable that you can do a scene 100 percent on your own as a dominant because i'm not going to turn you loose on somebody else if i don't feel comfortable that you know what you're doing that's fair enough because that would be shitty of me as a master i still don't want to wait six months well i don't fucking either but (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of me being submissive that I'm not really looking forward to. This is true. Um, What I also want to do is kind of what you did for me is I want to set up tasks that I want you to do. So whether it's I make you wear the cage as soon as you're home um, or it's that I have you 
like send me pictures of, you know, whatever I want to see, whatever I want you to be doing that way, you know, I'm holding you accountable for whatever I have in mind that whether it might be leading up to a play session with you or just because I want to see you doing something that I haven't seen and it will make my day. And I think that's great. I mean, that's a hundred percent something that you should be doing daily. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, and like, I feel like that would be kind of fun for me, especially right now since I'm on a different work shift. So well, yeah, I'm not even home with you anymore. So I it, mean, we only have a couple more days of that, but for right, one more day. Right. But still that would be fun to do. Cause you know, I'm, a, I'm up late and you can be doing something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that is the type of stuff that will, you know, keep somebody in that mindset mm-hmm. of, you know, you are my dominant. Right. Especially when I'm not around. Right. So that's very good. I'm glad you thought of that. Um, another one is, um, when we're in the bedroom, like working on my, how I talk to you mm-hmm. and being more direct with my wording and the things that I want you to do. So that way you feel like you're not really in control anymore. And you were literally just waiting on every word that I'm saying so that you know what to yes. do. That would be fantastic because there's nothing worse than having to top from the bottom. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. You know, and like, I understand when we first started because mm-hmm. you weren't familiar with, you know, being the top. Right. But at this point, I feel like you should have a game plan. Like you should know like, how to communicate <laughs> what you want. Yeah. You know, and especially from all the years of me doing it to you. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like, when we are in a play session, I get a little stuck in my head of how to get it out. Like, it's there in my head, but sometimes I get almost, like, tongue-tied. And then I'm like, what? I don't don't know how to get it out. (laughs) Like, it's there, but I can't get it out. I I feel like for new dominance, it can be, uh, like, it can give some anxiety because you don't want to sound stupid. Yes, yes. That's exactly it. I don't want to sound like what I have in my head. I'm trying to get it out, but I don't want it to come out stupid. And we already know I got tinkity. So, but see, that's the thing. You can't think like that. Okay. You just have to say whatever the fuck it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if you're like, I want you to stand on your head and, you know, jerk off up against the wall and sing the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, I, I don't fucking care. You just have to say it. Okay. Because it's not my place mm-hmm. to, you know, think whatever you're saying is stupid or not. Right. It's my place to fucking do it. Right. Because basically, you know, your body is my property. Right. And I want to use it however I please, whether it's for pleasuring you or pleasuring myself or watching you be like completely pleasured to the point where you're just a puddle. Right. And, you know, and it's not just physically, like it's the mental part too, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a spot where you've struggled. I do struggle with that one. You know, is having that mind fuck. Yeah. And you of all are really hard to do that with. (laughs) So that's because I'm a master at doing it. So, but it it makes it harder for me who, but just, just think though, 
when you are able to do it, mm-hmm. you'll be really fucking good at it. All right. But you have to practice it. Yeah. You know, and like, obviously I'm going to do my best to go along with it. Right. Because I want you to feel confident, but I will call you out when something's not working. Okay. You know, because that's the only perk I <laughs> that I have in this dynamic because I am training you mm-hmm. I can be like you know at the end when we do like a debrief I can be like okay this was great this was great this was fucking terrible yeah and we've had many this is fucking terrible <laughs> we've had a few that was really good I'm like yay <laughs> like the next time it, that was fucking terrible I'm like god damn it but that's how you build consistency mm-hmm. you know and that's how you learn yeah. Like if I tell you everything you're doing is good when it's not. Then, then you're not going to be good for the the next person that comes along yeah, that wants me to die. I'm not actually them. teaching you anything. Right. I'm no, just, and, I, and the debriefs are good. They're, and they're definitely, they're helpful to try to, you know, I take that information and try to grow with it, which is how I was kind of able to come up with my list of where I'm not great on and what I need to work on. Is that all you had for your list? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have one more. Oh, okay. And... This is something that I think you've struggled with since the beginning. Okay. You need to do physically uh, yes. to me what you actually want to do and not like worry about what I'm going to think or say or oh whatever. Yeah. Okay. Because like when you have your sessions on like Snapchat, you know, with your video calls and all that, mm-hmm. you have no problem making dudes do fucking crazy shit. Right. And I know you get off on it. I do. <laughs> but yet, when it's me and you. I'm like very much reserved. It's very vanilla. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this bitch doing? And like, and this is where it sucked. <laughs> well, yeah, because because I know what you're capable of. Right. Like, I know how dirty your fucking mind is. Yeah. And then when you don't do that for me, when I'm giving you my submission, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Because like I've listened in on some of your calls or like you've told me about them and I'm like, damn, it's fucked up. But But I don't do it to you. (laughs) But you don't do it to me. Right. When you have the opportunity every fucking day. Right. You know, like every night, you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to play those scenes out in real life instead of on a video call. Yeah. You know, and like, you're not rough enough, which you know. I, yeah. <laughs> I definitely tread that very lightly with you, and I don't know why, but I, mean, I think like, it's because I care too much for you. <laughs> Where other people, I'm like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing, you know, that, like I, I will say is when it comes to like the cock and ball torture. Yeah. Like I'm okay with not being super crazy with that, but like pretty much everything else, like I'm good with. See, I, so this is where it's going to be tricky for me because I know you don't like pain at all, but I also know you definitely do not want any pain that's not excruciating but like very much intense when it comes to your balls and your cock so i'm very much like that's where i would love to beat the fucking piss out of somebody's freaking like junk like let me do it let me fucking step on them with heels let me beat them with a freaking uh 
not the flogger, but that rubber paddle that I have. Mm. Just like, I'll squeeze those balls between my hands and just keep smacking them with that paddle. I would do that, but I know I can't with you. So I mean, we're on, we're on a little bit of a different, uh, well, ends on that. If you squeeze them first. Yeah. Like if you, you know, do like the bubble gum thing. Yeah. They can take a lot more than if they're just hanging there. All right. So then we'll have to try that and then see how far I can go with it. Yeah. And you'll just have but to like tell if me. they're just hanging there, mm-hmm. they're much more sensitive. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, I will definitely next time I will squeeze them. And so like, that they're right there, like in my hand, and then start applying the pressure of whatever I'm using. Yeah, and like and as far as my dick goes, I mean, aside from, you know, getting whipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you don't, you don't I mean, like that one. Like, I'm pretty good with my dick. Like, it doesn't affect me that bad. Okay. Um, my balls are the most sensitive. Okay, so maybe I won't do like the heel of my, of my shoe, but maybe just like the ball part. Yeah, I mean, like, you can experiment with stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, like, I'll let you know. Yeah. But just okay. overall, you are not rough enough. Okay. I mean, like, when you, you know, choke me or mm-hmm. you want me to move to a different position, like, you don't even try to move me. You're just like, okay, get up and move. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, where, like, you made me grow this stupid fucking hair out. Like, there's enough there that you can. I can grab it now. Grab it. Yeah. You know, or like you can lead me around by the dick or whatever, but you don't try to do any of that. You know, it's just like you're very hands off when it comes to positioning. And, uh, you know, like if I do something that you don't like, I mean, I've told you, you can fucking smack me. Like I don't give a fuck. You smack the shit out of me. (laughs) Like it's your one, it's your one chance to be able to do that. (laughs) You, You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't do it. No. So until you can get to that point of, you know, being able to do all that on your own, Mm -hmm. I can't like release you out into the wild. No, not yet. Not yet. But I've got, I've got some good pointers written down. I have this one that you just said, so we're going to be working on it. All right. So, all right. We're going to do a fun segment real quick. Okay. This is the uh, celebrity fantasy challenge. Yeah. Where we come up with a fantasy involving one of our celebrities that we want to fuck. Yeah. So I guess I will go first. Okay, cool. Because I'm sure people want to hear your fantasy more than mine. Eh, probably not, <coughs> but go for it. Yours All are always right. very elaborate. All right. So my fantasy involves Hillary Duff. Oh, she's smoking hot. She is fucking gorgeous. She went from just cute to, like, hot. Yeah. So, my fantasy involves me meeting her at a dungeon. Ooh. So, like, you know. Like, she happened to be there? Yeah, like, she was already there. Oh, sweet. And I walk in, and I'm mingling with people and all that. And, you know, in my fantasy, I'm a well-known dominant. Mm. And everyone is... Wanting to talk to me and, you know, they want me to top and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm standing there talking to a group of people and I see her sitting in a booth with her husband. Okay. And I'm like, is that fucking Hillary Duff? (laughs) (laughs) 
And one of the people's like, oh, yeah, she comes here all the time. And I'm like, what? I'm like, nobody told me. I'm like, the Disney fucking princess here? <laughs> all right. So uh, I see her and her man go off to a private room, right? And I get asked to go do an impact scene, which is back by the private rooms in this club. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to town on this chick and, you know, she's crying and screaming and everything's good. (laughs) And we start to wrap it up. And as I'm, you know, like putting my floggers and stuff away, Hillary and her husband come up to me and they were like, we were watching you, you know, from our room over here. And damn, they have their own room. Well, it was the playroom. Oh, okay. You know, because of the curtains and all yeah, that. Like, yeah. you can just watch. So, the husband is like, you know, she likes it really rough, but I just can't do it. Like, it's it's not in me to do it. Mm. And after watching you, we both feel comfortable with you doing a scene with her. And I was like, okay, well, what does you know, she want, and, you know, she says that she wants impact play, she wants really rough sex, like, she wants to be used like a whore, Mm. and I was like, I think I've died and gone to heaven, (laughs) but, you're like, my dream has come true, so, and and I asked him, I'm like, you know, and do you want a part in this, Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. He's like, I can't do this at all, you know. Oh, wow. He's like, I'm going to sit here and watch Mm -hmm. and hopefully not pass out. (laughs) All right. So I introduced myself, obviously. You know, I put her up on the cross, get her all buckled in and everything. And she's wearing just a thong. Okay. Mm. Titties are out. It's fucking gorgeous. So I start off light, you know, with the light floggers, and I'm just going from the back to the booty, you know, back Mm -hmm. to the booty. And she's digging it. She's letting out, you know, like all these moans and, you know, all this stuff. And I look back to the husband, and I'm like, you know, how you doing back there? And he's like, I'm 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 good right now, you know, because the rough stuff hasn't started yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I told him, I said, "Would you like a blindfold so you can't see, but you'll be able to hear?" And he's like, "I've never tried that." Okay. You know, and I said, because it might just be the visual that kind of like turns you off to it, right? Where he might like the audio. So I give him the blindfold. He's sitting there. And I, you know, I ask Hillary, I'm like, are you ready to turn things up a notch? Mm -hmm. And she's like, fuck yes. So I take out my paddle and it's a wooden paddle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I start warming up her cheeks with light little pats. And then out of nowhere, I just give a, you know, real good whack across both cheeks and 
she screams bloody murder. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, is that what you want? And she's like, yes, sir. You know, Ooh. I was like, okay, bitch knows what she's doing. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, I kept paddling the shit out of her. Her ass is like swollen and red. And, uh, you know, I asked her, I'm like, is it okay if I feel how wet you are? What'd she say? And she's like, yes, please. Oh. So <clears throat> I pull her panties down and I just like cup her lips and like my hand is soaked. Wow. And I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so I unbuckle her and I turn her around. Mm-hmm. Put the restraints back on. After I take off her panties all the way. So now she's fully naked and nothing but heels. Okay. <clears throat> so then I take my crop and I start cropping her tits. Ooh. And she's like wincing really bad every time, mm-hmm. you know, like I hit her titties. And uh, then every once in a while, I would smack her right on the clit. Ooh. And she would start, like, to cry. I can imagine so. <clears throat> so after a while of that, I go up to her, and I grab her by the throat. And I'm like, are you enjoying this? <laughs> and she's trying to get out, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, good. I'm like, are you ready for my cock now? Oh. And... She's like, fuck yes. So I take her down and I walk her over to her husband and I make her kneel in between his legs on the floor. And I told her to take his cock out. Mm -hmm. And he's like sitting there with his legs kind of spread, hands gripping the chair. You know, like, I don't know what's fucking going on. Right. Because he can't see. He's blindfolded. And, you know, I tell her, start sucking his cock. So I put put my condom on and <clears throat> I line up with her and just one thrust, balls deep. Oh, damn. That's a big, oh. So she screams as... She's got her man's cock, like, buried in her throat. Oh, awesome. So it's a muffled one. And he lets out a moan, like, you know, because obviously that feels really good when, you know, you got your dick buried in somebody's throat and they try to talk or mm-hmm. scream or whatever. And I just start pounding the shit out of her in doggy style. Very and hot. <clears throat> so you know how hard my dick gets. Mm-hmm. I'm like rock fucking hard. So it must be kind of painful for her like it is for you because she's like got tears, you know. Oh. And she's still sucking her man's dick and I'm grabbing her by the hair and like forcing her like a fucking jackhammer on his dick. Okay, that's hot. (laughs) (coughs) And uh, so finally I tell her to stop Mm -hmm. and I pick her up by the hair. And I sit her 
on his lap. Mm-hmm. So now his dick is in her. Oh. And I pull over like they have like a table thing, you know, and I stand on that and I start face fucking her. Oh. As I'm telling her to ride her husband's dick like it's the last dick she'll ever fucking get. That's going to be a good fucking ride then. <laughs> so she's fucking going nuts. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, bucking his hips like crazy trying to fuck her from the bottom. I'm destroying her mouth with my dick. She's got, you know, big ugly tears with eyeliner and everything mm-hmm. running down her face. <clears throat> and uh I can tell she's she's getting ready to come. So I I told her, you know, you have permission to come. And she just explodes like all over the chair. Does she squirt? She squirts, you know. Her man's fucking soaked. The chair is soaked. The floor is soaked. <clears throat> and then whenever she gets done, I told her to spin around so that she's facing her man now. Mm-hmm. So I get behind her and I tell her, I'm like, I'm going to fuck your ass while you ride your man. Oh, boy. And she's like, I don't know if it'll fit. And I'm like, don't worry. Oh <laughs> it'll God. fit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you may be sore for four fucking days, but it will fit. So I get her lubed up and everything. And I asked her, man, I'm like, how you doing over there? And he's like, this has been the hottest fucking thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh, cool. And I'm like, it's different hearing your wife be a dirty little whore, isn't it? He's like, I've never been able to separate, you know, the visual Mm -hmm. from what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. He's like, but just hearing it has me so fucking hard. I'm like, yeah, that's your brain, you know, is doing that to you. Right. I said, so just sit back and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I slide into her ass and me and her husband are both like fucking the shit out of her. (laughs) And, he said that he's about to come. So I real quick, you know, get myself close. Mm -hmm. I pull out and I pick her up and I put her on the ground and I tell her, man, I'm like, take your blindfold off and we're going to cover this bitch in our loads. So we both come like all over her face and titties and stomach and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a really hot fucking fantasy. I thought so. Yeah. So go ahead and do yours since we're already running late. It's Mm. fine. (laughs) I don't even, I can't even like top that one because I'm sitting here like in this whole thing. I can picture it all and I'm just like, wow. Like, this is why you should write books. I used to write books. I know. But that's why I'm like, I cannot compare it to this one because mine's going to be in about five minutes and it's done. That's all right. Because it's <laughs> already an hour and 15 minutes in. All right. Well, then I'm going to make it real fast and I don't give a fuck. Okay. So, um, we had actually 
on one of our other games that we had played, you had given me one of the guys that you know I definitely would do a full swap with, and that is Eddie Hall. So I had to, of course, go along with this fantasy of this. And how this kind of came about is somehow I got invited to go to one of his, like, Iron Man, Strongman um, events. And so I got to particip- got to watch him participate in it. And afterwards, he was like, hey, you know, we could go work out together and, you know, kind of show you things where he lives. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be, you know, awesome. So um, after the event, he, you know, shows me around. Um, so I'm basically kind of there for like a weekend kind of event thing. And then um, we're, you know, went to dinner and um, I got to spend, you know, that I got to stay at his place and he has his own personal gym and he knows that I would love to get my own workout in. So I'm doing my thing. I'm working out. He's just kind of chilling because he just got done competing. So he's pretty much just like done for the day. And, um, I'm doing my squats and I could like in the corner of my eye, I could see that he was like checking me out. And I was like, all right, I see. I think I see what you're doing. Cause I don't always pick up on those things. And he was like, you know, I think you could use some help with that form. And I was like, how so? And he was like, let me, let me just, you know, come up behind you and let me just kind of give you some support and kind of help with your form. I was like, okay. So I have the rack behind my, my back and I come down to the squat and he's like right under my ass. So like I basically like squatted into his dick and I was just like, okay. And of course, like my ass felt something. So I was like, all right, that maybe that was just an accident. So this happened a few times as he's, you know, checking my form and making sure I was, you know, getting into the depth that I needed. And by this point now, like I can definitely feel he's got a heart on. And I'm like, so now that I can see what's going on, I was like, do you, uh, do you need some help with that? And he was like, it's, it's okay. It's like, it'll go away on its own. I was like, well, I could help you. So we go to the sauna where I end up giving him a blowjob and it was quite hot. I was very much enjoying it. But at the same time, I was like, where, where, one, why is this happening? Because this is like crazy. And two, I'm like, are we going to get caught by his like wife? Cause like, I know she's here somewhere. <laughs> so he was like, no, it's fine. No big deal. She, she's out of town. I was like, oh, all right. So I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, let me just be a whore. So we then go up to his bedroom where he throws me onto the bed and he goes down on me and I end up coming like twice. Of course I have a nice little puddle under my ass. And so he flips me over, does me in doggy and I was again coming more and it was getting louder. And then I was like, I think I heard the door and he was like, no, it's just us. There's nobody here. And I was like, okay. So we switched positions. I, I have him laying on the bed. So then I'm just straddling and I'm riding him and I'm just, again, I'm swear I'm hearing this door and long behold, his wife does walk in as she's watching me ride her husband's cock. And I was just like, oh, this is not good. And she was like, well, that is the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I was like, what? 
so she is like, she comes over and she's like, do, do you mind if I sit on his face? And I was like, no, because I thought she was really hot. So I'm like, this is, yeah, I'm going to keep riding your man's dick. That's all right with you. And um, you can ride his face and I'll make out with you. And she's like, hell fucking yeah. So her and I were basically then coming at the same time while making out with each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up getting a threesome out of that. <laughs> A threesome and, like, one of the largest men ever. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Tink going after fucking the world's strongest man. But she doesn't have a type. <laughs> He's just, the, like, the quickest one to think of. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Also, I wanted the wife. Well, yeah, I mean, she is hot. So, so it was a two for one. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a long show. It is. Sorry about that. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, people come and go from the show. Doesn't matter. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. But I do want to say thank you to the people that started listening uh, because of our friends at the Front Porch Swingers. Yes. You know, they shouted us out, and a lot of you came over to listen to us. So we really appreciate that. Um, And if you have anything that you want to hear us talk about, please feel free to email us. Uh, you can go to the website, find all our socials, the uh, email address and all that shit. That is the kitchen sink, E-N-M and kink.com. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned next week for episode number 55, where we'll talk about more bullshit that probably nobody gives a shit about. Hey, you know what? It's all good because we're here doing it and we're having fun. That's all that matters. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast.